Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Versatility Podcast. For today's episode, we're going to be going over sporting events that's happened in the last couple weeks because I haven't uploaded an episode in the last couple weeks. Last episode was the 6th, I believe. So yeah, it's almost been 20 days since I haven't uploaded a video or an, an episode. And this one will be an audio because I'm not home to record my um the video, the video podcast, but I will do another one on Monday, this Monday, and it will be a video podcast. We'll get back to to that. But for this episode, we're just going to be doing the audio version. So back to where everything pretty much started. But anyways, there's a lot to go on today. A lot of have a lot of shit happened in the last couple of weeks. Not so much uh every single day, but there was still baseball uh concerts other sporting events that was taking place. So let me just kind of briefly go through most of these real quick. Um, let's start off with, I guess, Wimbledon. Uh, Wimbledon with the men's championships, the women's championships. So uh, there we go. So the women's championship for the singles title went to Elena uh, Rybakina from Kazakhstan, I believe. So congratulations to her. And then for the men's singles championship, it went to Novak Djokovic from Croatia. So, or no, not Croatia, Slo- Slovenia, Slovakia, one of those countries. Yeah, I believe so. And uh, yeah, congratulations to Novak. I mean, another Grand Slam title for him. He's just in elite territory with Federer and Nadal for the most Grand Slam titles in uh, in men's history. Um, as well, uh, let's go over to the NBA Summer League. The NBA Summer League also happened a couple, it just wrapped up actually a couple days ago on the 17th, so five days ago at the day that of recording. Uh, so the Las Vegas Summer League, I didn't get to really watch that many games, but I did get to see a good slate of them. But okay, all every team played, some great players played great and everything, but it ended up being the Nash, the championship. Who was it? Well, the last two games, the championship game was between the Blazers and the Knicks, who both were like 3-1 and one before entering this game. And the Blazers ended up taking the victory, 85-77. So they are the Summer League champions. So congratulations to the, uh, to the Portland Trail Blazers. They won a title in the NBA, but it wasn't the NBA title. It was just the Summer League title. Um, I hope that's not the closest we'll see Dame win something. It, I mean, it's not even Dame winning the trophy. It's, he's not in the Summer League. But still, uh, Portland, I don't know if they're going to be raising a NBA championship. So this is just the one that they're going to have to hold on to in the meantime. But anyways, we move on. Now we got uh, the Copa America. The women's Copa America is going on right now. The semifinals have already been set up. So it's going to be Colombia versus Argentina. And then Brazil versus Paraguay, the semifinals. That will be on Monday and Tuesday. And then on Sunday, there's going to be a fifth place match, which I don't know why that's a thing. But anyways, uh, Chile versus Venezuela. So we'll see who wins. That will be for um, they will whoever wins between that fifth place match will go to the inter-confederation playoffs. And then obviously between Colombia, Argentina, and then Brazil, Paraguay. You know, the next two wins. We'll see who wins. Uh, the the event, I believe, is in Colombia. Colombia is hosting this tournament. And Colombia has not lost a game 
in this tournament as of yet. They're in the semifinals, so that's good. You know, the home home field advantage have been definitely been working out for their favors. Hopefully, they can beat Argentina because the men's team can't do that, but the women's team could probably do that. And then Brazil or Paraguay in the final, we could probably do that. Uh, so yeah, if the men's uh, Colombian soccer team can't do shit to win. Uh, or even make a World Cup, or even win a Copa America. Maybe the women's team can do it. So hopefully these ladies can take it home, because I know for sure the men's World Cup team is not doing that anytime soon. So, please, Colombia, y'all, 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 y'all gotta do it. Y'all gotta finish the job. But two more games. We'll see that semifinal matchup on Monday, and then also in Europe, it's the Women's European Championship tournament as well. There was a game today. It was Germany and. Uh, uh, no, it wasn't Germany, Austria. It was actually Sweden and Belgium. That was the game for today. And, uh, well, Sweden won on the last minute uh, or last two minutes of the game. Uh, they scored the game-winning goal. It was one nothing. So Sweden advances to the semis. England beats Spain 2-1. to So they also move on to the semifinals. Uh, Germany, they defeated Austria, so they move on to the semifinals. And then tomorrow will be the last quarterfinal matchup. It will be France versus Netherlands, so we'll see who wins that game. And whoever wins that game will face Germany in the semis. So England, Sweden versus Germany versus France or Netherlands in the semis. Um, next week, we'll get to see those semifinal matchups. And on the 31st is the finale, the last game of the tournament, the championship game. In London at Wembley Stadium, so I'll get to talk about that there. So, so yeah, I mean for tomorrow's game, France Netherlands, I really, I probably probably France because they're probably the better team. But yeah, that's that's that. Um, what else? Let me transition to music real quick. So the ciphers and the freestyles came out right. I already, I if you follow my TikTok, I already did like my rankings for all the freestyles from Double XL this year. Honestly. It was kind of surprising. I didn't really expect it to be that bad, and it wasn't that bad, to be honest with you. It was actually pretty impressive how most of these rappers didn't really have... They had either pretty decent or good or even great verses. Uh, freestyles, like, excuse me. Uh, S. Uh, Sofago had a pretty good one. Kochi surprised the hell out of me. Kochi has probably had one of the best freestyles um, in XXL for a minute. Uh, as well as Casey, he definitely delivered with the choir in the background. There was definitely some pretty interesting ciphers uh, and freestyles. But the ciphers were kind of disappointing, to be honest with you. I meant the freestyles were great, but the ciphers were kind of... I'm not going to lie, I didn't really fuck with the ciphers. The only cipher I did like was, I think, the one with Cochise, Cali, and Babytron. I think that's the one, right? Let me just double check so I'm not tripping, right? Okay, uh, let me just go on YouTube real quick because I forgot the freestyle. Okay, so Baby Tron, Cochise, Babyface, Ray, and Callie. That's the one that I really fuck with a lot. Um, and then the Cypher with Sofago, Dochi, Saucy Santana, and Casey was alright. And with Nardo Wick, Big 30, Big Scar, and Ken the Man was okay. But I think the the one with Baby Tron, Cochise, Babyface, Ray, and Callie was pretty good. I think all of them killed it. But then Fago was okay, Dochi was alright, Casey was cool, and Saucy was not, not that good in my opinion. His freestyle was way better. And then between Nardo Wick, Big 30, Big Scar, and Ken the Man, it was decent. So it was pretty so for pretty much the first cipher came out was ass. 
The second one was decent, and then the third one was the best one. So it got better progressively. But um, the ciphers were not anything too memorable. I think the freestyles were pretty good. But the ciphers was kind of disappointing there. Um, but that's but that's that. The ciphers and the freestyles, no one's really talking about Double XL now. That was like a week ago, two weeks ago. But what was a couple days ago was the Home Run Derby and the MLB All-Star Game and the first half of the season wrapping up. So, you know what? Let's let's get straight into baseball. So, let's talk about the Home Run Derby. I did not get to watch the Home Run Derby, but I did get to see the replay at like 3 in the morning. But I had to go to sleep because I had to take a driving class the next day at like 10, 11 a.m. So, I needed to get some sleep. So, I had to like midway through watching the replay, had to like, you know, just say, you know what? I'll just watch the highlights. Fuck it. I tried to stay up. But either way, uh, Juan Soto, he ended up taking the home run derby crown, defeating Julio Rodriguez 19-18 in the finale. So let's go matchup by matchup. So let me just go over real quick. So there was obviously four quarterfinals uh, matchups. Kyle Schwarber for the Phillies versus Albert Pujols of the St. Louis Cardinals. Albert Pujols actually upset Schwarber 20-19. A lot of people had Schwarber winning it because he was the number one seed. And the number eight seed, Pujols, took advantage and took the W there by hitting one more home run. So he moves on to the semis. Juan Soto, y'all already know, he moved on uh, against Jose Ramirez. Juan Soto had 18 home runs versus Ramirez, 17. The next matchup in the quarterfinals, we had Corey Seager from the Rangers versus Julio Rodriguez. Julio Rodriguez. From the Mariners, Rodriguez destroyed Corey Seager, 32-24. Not even close. And then Pete Alonso of the New York Mets versus Ronald Acuna Jr. of the Braves, the two in the seventh seed. And Alonso advances 20-19. to Then the semifinals, it went Pujols versus Soto. And then Soto advanced by 1-16-15. Then Julio Rodriguez versus Pete Alonso, 31-23. Went to Julio and then, like I just said, Juan Soto versus Julio Rodriguez. It went to Juan Soto, 19-18. So, Juan Soto is your 2022 Home Run Derby champion. Uh, you know, he was swinging off the he was swinging off pretty well. So, yeah, uh, let me see some information. The longest home run among the total 291 hit by of the eight players involved covered a distance of 482 feet. Wow, 482 feet. And it was... Uh, Juan Soto, who hit that in round one with his victory, Juan Soto at 23 years old, he became the second youngest player to ever win the home run derby, just a day older than Juan Gonzalez when he won it back in 1993. This was the third derby since the format change in 2015 to feature tie-breaking rounds as Pujols and Schwarber went to a swing-off in the first round. Yeah, I saw that. That took a lot of time. You know, halfway through, I saw the quarterfinals, but I couldn't even see the semifinal matchup. But eventually, I did through the highlights. And it, I bet the whole whole home run derby is on YouTube now. So at this point, it's not even too late for them. So that was a home run derby. Now let's talk about the All-Star game the very next day, Tuesday. Um, American League won as usual. The American League just are too good in the in, in these All-Star games. They don't lose. They really don't lose. And the National League, what, like... What is it, man? Like they, they just cannot win. They had a lead in this game, actually. They had a two-score lead. And that was the most they had 
since the one the, since the last time they won the All Star game by only two runs. That was the biggest lead that they've had in the last like eight nine years, because these last eight nine years, these past eight, well, this is the ninth straight, uh, time where the American League won the, won the All Star game. So nine straight victories, for the American League. So literally since twenty twelve. American League have just completely dominated these All-Star games. And I think my first All-Star game was like 2013. So clearly I've never seen the National League even win an All-Star game. And I'm still, you know, waiting to see when the hell it's going to happen. But let's talk about the game. It was in L.A., Dodger Stadium. Uh, Dusty Baker was the AL manager. Brian Snicker was the NL manager. Giancarlo Stanton won the MVP because he hit a two-run home run to tie the game in the third inning up at two game uh two two and then byron buxton hit a solo shot back to back after stanton hit the two run two run home run to give them the lead three two but other than that that was it three two that was the final score american league wins two home runs back to back and the national league scored two runs in the first inning juan uh juan soto played okay mike trout struck out many uh didn't even play excuse me mike trout didn't even play Aaron Judge struck out struck out twice. Uh, John Carlos Stanton struck out once. And then obviously he hit the, the two-run home run. Gave him MVP. There was a lot of great pitchers who were on the mound as well. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it wasn't a lot of offense going. You know, the starting pitchers, the American League, was Shane McClanahan. And then Clayton Kershaw for the National League. And then the winning pitcher, it went to Framer Valdez, who pitched phenomenally in the middle innings and then Tony Godslin who he got the losing pitcher of the game because he allowed those two home runs back to back and then Emmanuel Classe from the Indians not the Indians oh my god the Guardians don't fucking kill me I'm sorry uh got the save and uh yeah or no that was actually three home runs excuse me Paul Goldschmidt hit a a solo shot in the first inning and then John Carlos then hit a two-run home run and then you know okay uh, 52,000 people in attendance, and then the game took about 3 hours and 11 minutes. And then all these umpires, okay. A lot of celebrities were there, as you can expect. This is LA, you know, this is big, massive. And yeah, I mean, the game was, was I mean, it wasn't the most entertaining game ever. You know, there wasn't not a lot of offense going. It was a, like pretty much a pitcher's duel. The pitchers were striking out. I obviously was intrigued and very entertained by like the mic'd up where they, you know, are just talking to the players as they're playing, pitching, hitting, fielding, or whatever. So I did like that. Okay, now let's move on. All right, oh, no, oh, wait, hold on. I forgot to tell you about the standings. Okay, so yeah, that was the All-Star break. Home run derby and the All-Star game. Now let's talk about the first half of the season, just kind of going into the standings a little bit. Well, there the, the second half of the regular season actually started yesterday there was a couple double header games yesterday so let me just let me just go over them real quick so we had the yankees and the astros a double header there the the astros swept them they won 3-2 in game one and then they won 7-5 in game two so the astros clearly dominate the yankees in the regular season yes the yankees have been impressive this year um but the astros are still their fucking father and in october that needs to change because clearly Houston is just the better team in the American League when they're facing against the best team in the American League by record. 
So, yeah, the Yankees got to figure it out, man. They can't be getting destroyed by the by the Astros like this. That's pretty embarrassing. Um, I mean, second game was a little close. Aaron Judge made it a, into a closer game. He hit his 34th home run of the year already. Literally the first game or the second game for them of the uh of the second half of the season he already has 34 home runs he's def he should definitely hit 60 i'm expecting 60 if he stays healthy he could definitely hit 60 home runs the yankees are playing right now against the orioles but the game just started so nothing's happened yet so the yankees got to step up they they're already they're already rough already off to a rough start in the second half of this year but it's two games there's still what like 80 something games left so we're, we're, they're still fine, and they're still the best team in the American League. Just against the Astros, they got to really prove themselves what they can do. Uh, and then we also had another doubleheader game matchup between the Tigers and the A's. The Tigers, they won game one, 7-2, and then the A's won 5-0 in game two. And we also had the Rangers versus the Marlins. This was like a game that was canceled, postponed early in the year. It was a one-game, not series, it was just one game. Uh, and the Rangers demolished the Marlins 8-0. Uh, yeah, the Marlins offense is terrible, bro. I've been watching these Marlins games as of recently. Before the All-Star break, oh my god, their their offense sucks so much dick. They suck. It's crazy. They couldn't score. They scored like one run in like three games against that Phillies series last weekend. Oh, oh man, they were terrible, man. Mm. And the and that's the thing, pitching pitching wise, they have great they have elite pitchers. Sandy Alcantara was literally an all star, and he was an all star talent, and he's easily gonna, gonna gonna continue being this consistent pitcher, the elite ace pitcher that he is for the Marlins, and you know continue to play more all star games in the future and be consistent and be who he is. But damn man, all that pitching. And the offense is going nowhere, man. The The Marlins really have to make some serious moves. Somehow, we are still in playoff contention. We're in the hunt, but we're in July. There's still August. There we're still the rest of July, August, and September, and even the first week of October to get things settled in for the playoffs. But even with that, you you can't tell me the Marlins are a playoff team. I'm sorry. I, I hate to say it. We're not our our chances are definitely not over, but man, I think it is already, man. I still want to go to a game though. I'm st- I, I I it's kind of weird. I don't really li- I like to go to the games even though I know that I'm going to get disappointed because they're just going to fucking lose. And because there isn't so many fans at the games, it's it never gets packed. Probably next year it'll get packed cuz the World Baseball Classic is coming to Miami next year. But that, you know, that's not a Marlins game. That's a world tournament. That's a world baseball tournament right there. Literally, Colombians, Cubans, Dominicans, Puerto Ricans are coming to play here. And in Japan and in Phoenix or whatever. I'll, I'll talk about that next year. That's shit, that shit's in March 2023. When the time is, I'll talk about that. But yeah. And then the last game was between the Giants and Dodgers. Yesterday, the Dodgers won 9-6. to the Giants actually came back. Uh, Darren Ruff hit a grand slam to tie the game at six, I believe, or five. And then the Dodgers just continued and dominated after that. Eight innings. Uh, in the eighth inning, they just scored all those runs. And then, boom, they took the game nine to six. All right, but let's talk about the standings. In the first half 
of the season before every other team kicks off today to start the second half of the season besides the teams that played yesterday whatever we won't count yesterday so the american league east the yankees 64 and 30 the rays 51 and 41 the blue jays 50 and 43 the red sox 48 and 45 the Orioles 46 and 46. It's insane how the Orioles are even 500 in the almost near the end of summer. That's ridiculous. That's crazy. I cannot believe the Orioles are even at a 500 record right now. But keep going, man. This whole AL East division is competitive as hell. You know, so keep keep on going. Um the AL Central, the Twins 50 and 44, the Guardians 46 and 44. The White Sox 46 and 46, the Tigers 38 and 56, the Royals 36 and 56. So yeah, um, the Twins are still inconsistent, or still it, consistent, still consistent, and the Guardians are getting up there a little bit, but they still their pitching is uh, a little bit rusty. A little uh, at times, things got to improve there. The AL West, the you know the terrifying Houston Astros are still really good, 61 and 32. The Mariners, who are literally the hottest team in baseball, they're on a 14-game winning streak at the moment, 51-42. and 42. The Rangers, 42-49. and 49. The Angels, who have just completely fallen off right now, 39-53. and 53. And the A's, 33-62. and 62. Yeah, the Angels got to make changes, man. But what else do they need? Their pitching gotten better, but then now it's just gotten terrible. Otani can hit five home runs and they still lose by like five runs. It doesn't make sense, man. I don't get it, bro. I, I don't get how this, this team is being able to have two of the best players in the world. Debatably of all time and you can't even have a post. That is ridiculous. How do you have two of the best players ever? Ever. And you and you won't even guarantee them a playoff spot, a wild card game. You couldn't you can't even guarantee a wild card game. You can't even guarantee a top top three in the division. They're always fourth or fifth. If they're third, maybe they still don't even make the, the playoffs. You know? Damn man, that's that's crazy. But Alright, let's move on to the National League. Um National League East. Now we got the Mets 58 and 35. But the Braves, they're they're getting on their tail, fifty six and thirty six. The Braves are looking deadly, and are definitely contending to champion to get another championship this year and to, uh, you know, repeat. So yeah, the Phillies forty nine and forty three. They've been playing pretty good as of lately. They just swept the Marlins, manhandled them. But let's see what we can do in the second half, because let's not fumble that. We still are on Atlanta's ass, but Atlanta is still way better than us. I'll still give them that. Hopefully, New York Mets can just fall from fucking grace so we can pass them. But, you know, because we're eight and a half games right now currently behind them. But we will see what happens. The Marlins are 43 and 49. Still wants, st um, still need to go to a game, but they're probably going to, you know, still suck. Uh, and the Nationals, 31 and 63. Uh, doesn't look like Juan Soto it wants to be in Washington after he declined that 15 year uh 444 million or 440 million dollar deal after he just said nah I want to win I don't want to get all the money in the world and just I don't want to be like Mike Trout basically wasting wasting his career 
but is settled for the rest of his life with that contract. That contract alone makes him richer than literally like 80, 90% of the whole fucking planet. Maybe even 100, to be honest with you. With that contract alone, it's just ridiculous. But we'll see about the whole Juan Soto situation anytime soon. If he leaves Washington, if he stays, we'll see. Now in the NL Central, we got the Brewers 50 and 43. The Cardinals who are right on their tails, well, 50 and 44. The Pirates 39 and 54. The Cubs 35 and 57. And the Reds 34 and 57. Down the NL West, the Dodgers 61 and 30. The Padres 52 and 42. The Giants 48 and 44. The Rockies 43 and 50. And the Diamondbacks 40 to 52. Okay, so those are the uh those are the first half standings. So obviously we'll see what goes on in the second half of the season. And uh yeah, that's all the baseball content for today. Now let's get into MLS real quick cuz it wasn't all-star, but we'll just kind of go over the the standings real quick as well. I'm not going to go by the 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 <clears throat> the records, but I'm just going to go by the seeds. So in the East in the East it's Philly, New York, both New York teams in the top 3. Montreal, Orlando, Columbus, Cincinnati, uh, Charlotte, I believe, is eight. Yeah, Miami at number nine, New England number 10, Atlanta number 11, Chicago number 12, Toronto at 13, and at DC number 14. And then in the Western Conference, the number one team is the LAFC, number two is Austin, number three is Real Salt Lake. Number four is Minnesota. Number five, Nashville. Number six, Dallas. Number seven, LA Galaxy. Number eight, Portland. Number nine, Seattle. Number 10, Vancouver. Number 11, Houston. Number 12, Colorado. Number 13, San Jose. And number 14, Sporting Kansas City. Damn, I thought Sporting Kansas City was good. They suck. They're 5, 5, and 12. Jesus. Who's the worst team in soccer right now? Oh, yeah. It's, it's the DC United 5 three and 11 Miami the what they they won a game last week uh, against uh, Columbus I think or Cincinnati I one of those teams and they were down like two 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 to nothing and they won three to two so that was a big comeback for them but we're not even in the top five or top eight we're right now at number nine I would like to go to a inter inter Miami game I wouldn't mind I wouldn't mind one of their what's their next game oh they play tomorrow they play tomorrow against uh New York Anyways, I don't even watch MLS, so I'm just going to kind of stop talking about that real quick. And let's transition into the ESPYs. Yes, the ESPYs. Can't forget about the ESPYs. It was on Wednesday night, so that was just two nights ago. Uh, and the ESPYs, full of, full of lists, full of awards, full of winners. So let's get straight to it. So the Jimmy V Award for Perseverance went to Dick Vadel or Vital. Uh, Muhammad Ali Sports Humanitarian Award went to Albert Pujols. The Pat Tillman Award for Service went to Gretchen Evans. The Arthur Ashe Courage Award went to Vitaly Klitschko. Um, the Sports Humanitarian Team of the Year went to the Denver Broncos. Now, let's get to the categories um, in the event. Best MMA Fighter went to Charles Oliveria. Best College Athlete for Women's Sport went to Jocelyn Allo um, from Oklahoma. Um, okay, she kind of bad. She kind of bad, and I ain't going to lie. But congrats to her. Uh, best college athlete men's sports went to Bryce Young, QB from Alabama. Best MLB player went to Shohei Otani from the Angels. No surprise there. 
Best NFL player went to Aaron Rodgers by the Green Bay Packers. No surprise there. Best NBA player, it's obviously Steph Curry, and he was the host of this uh, award, so that, you know, guarantee he was going to win something. Uh, best game was the Chiefs defeating the Bills in the AFC Division Round game, the overtime thriller matchup. Easily the best football game I've seen in years. Maybe since the Rams Chiefs game, that Chiefs Bills game was phenomenal. Just elite football. At its finest, the offense was fantastic. You know, I don't got to talk about the game. That game was just incredible. I think uh, if I could find the whole game on YouTube to rewatch it, I might. Or I'll just watch the damn highlights. But still, that game was phenomenal from last year's postseason. Uh, best championship performance was Cooper Cup in the Los Angeles Rams in the Super Bowl last season or earlier this year against the Bengals. Best breakthrough athlete was Aileen Goo. Um, she took three gold medals, or no, she took three medals. It just says after winning three medals at the Olympics, Aline Gould takes home the prize at the ESPYs. Okay. Uh, best team went to Golden State Warriors. No surprise there. They literally came back, um, from the dead, supposedly, after two years of being not even a playoff team to winning a championship and restarting this dynasty that they had, you know, back in the day which was not even a couple, it was just literally a couple years ago where they just kind of, eh, I took a little break. Now let's get back to our old habits. Best athlete for women's sports went to Katie Ledecky, swimmer, I believe. Best record-breaking performance, it went to Steph Curry passing Ray Allen for the most three-pointers in NBA history. No surprise there. Best player was, best play was to Megan Rapone's unbelievable corner kick goal. Actually, haven't seen it. I'll probably have to look it up. Best athlete men's sport was Shohei Otani from the Angels. No surprise there. Best WWE moment, Cody Rhodes returned to WWE. I wish I could tell you who the fuck that is, but I have no idea who the hell that is. Best Olympian uh, for women's sports went to Katie Ledecky as well. Best Olympian men's sports went to Caleb Dressel swimming. Best international athlete men's soccer went to Kylian Mbappe. Surprise it wasn't Messi or Ronaldo or Neymar or whoever. Uh, best international athlete women's soccer went to Sam Kerr from Chelsea. Best NHL player went to Connor McDavid from the Oilers. Best driver went to Kyle Larson from NASCAR. Best WNBA player went to Candace Parker from the Chicago Sky. Best boxer went to Tyson Fury. Best comeback player or best comeback athlete went to Clay Thompson. Big W for Clay. Uh, Jesus Christ, there's still more. Okay, best athlete men's golf, Justin Thomas. Best athlete women's golf, Nelly Corda. Best athlete men's tennis went to Rafael Nadal. Best athlete women's tennis, Emma Raducanu. Best athlete with a disability, men's sports, Brad Snyder with a paratherion. I'm going to move on. Uh, best athlete with a disability. Women's sports. Jessica Long at swimming. Best MLS player. Carlos Vela, LAFC. Best NWSL player. Ashley Hatch, Washington Spirit. Best athlete men's action sports. Eli Tumac, Supercross. Best athlete women's action sports. Ellen Grew skiing. Best bowler went to Cal Toop, Troop. And then best jockey went to Jose Ortiz. Okay, Jesus. That was every single 
award every single li- every single category every single winner of those um of those categories so you know congratulations to every single person who won a uh <clears throat> who won an SB on Wednesday night and Steph Curry hosted this shit he I, I know I know that he made some jokes about LeBron and being like the Celtics daddy and shit that was pretty funny um so yeah Props on uh, props for that, and congratulations to everybody who was there. All right, so uh, let's move on to the next segment uh, of the episode. Uh, Rolling Loud Miami officially takes underway today. Today, first day of Rolling Loud Miami. Uh, unfortunately, I will not be on the uh, you know in at the event, but I'm still gonna be watching that shit on stream on Twitch. So. Still going to be turning up to some Cardi, to some uh, Don Tolliver and Kid Cudi because those are pretty much going to be the three biggest artists performing for today. So I have the set times for today's um, for today's performances. So there's they changed it up a little bit because there was three stages. Now there's five stages at this uh, Rolling Loud Festival here in Miami. And a lot of them started pretty early. Like the earliest is 5 p.m. or 5 uh, 4:50. Um, a couple of them. So yeah, a lot of these still are kind of underway right now. What time is it? It's 7:30 right now. So we should be getting Ken Carson at 7:55. Okay, okay. Artists that I want to see for sure today: definitely Sheck West at 10:10. 10, 10. That's gonna be pretty interesting. Ken Carson at 7:55 maybe. Uh, Snot at 625. Oh, he already performed. Lo Yachty at 705. B at 755. G Herbo at 835. Ferg at 915. 36 Mafia is performing here? Damn. Uh, 1010. Lil Dirk is at uh, 1110. Um, Fabio Foreign at 545. Sweetie at 625. Two Chains at 710. Don Tolliver at 810. Uh, Playboy Cardi at 9.15 Kid Cudi at 11pm So for those who don't know uh, Kanye pulled out of Rolling Loud So now Kid Cudi is the main headliner For today uh, Day one for the festival Who knows exactly why uh, Ye You know decided to just get out Of a Rolling Loud You know he's he's Ye So he just does whatever the hell he wants He, he just does this shit He just leaves us abandoned and stuff and the irony of Kid Cudi being the one to replace him. That's pretty crazy to me. But, I mean, I'm still excited to see it. So, you know what? In the end of the day, I can't complain because I'm still exci- I'm still going to see him tonight, you know, perform at 11. Don't even matter. You know what I'm saying? I'm, st- I'm still excited. I mean, I wish Kanye was performing. Don't get me wrong. But I'm not going to complain and, you know... <laughs> Excuse me, my bad. Had to hold that in for a quick second. So yeah, I mean, yay. I think I th- I think my prediction why he just didn't want to perform was I'm I'm assuming he was probably gonna bring out Travis and Rolling Loud just rejected that. They were just like, no, we're not allowing Travis to perform here as like a as a surprise guest. So I'm like, ah, Okay, but it says here that there's still surprise guests coming. So maybe this was like a whole setup. Like, oh, they pulled out Cuddy. So Kanye brings, uh, so, so, so he pulls out with Travis. Or, or I don't know, or, or Future tomorrow, since he's the headliner. 
he's gonna pull out he's gonna pull out uh Kanye or he's gonna pull out Travis. Cause Future did he pull out Kanye in Rolling Loud, California in December last year. Could happen here in Miami. Uh Sunday nothing's gonna happen because Kendrick is gonna be headlining. So Kendrick is gonna probably like what big bring out Baby Keem? No, Baby Keem's gonna perform that day. Never mind. So yeah, he's not he's Kendrick is just gonna have his own spotlight. Future could bring Travis or Kanye out. But let's just not get too excited. Let's just assume that Kanye and Travis are not performing at Rolling Loud this year as special guests or not. I highly doubt it. It would be incredible, though. I would be so down for it. But they probably, you know, Rolling Loud are still very risky move to kind of just let Travis be in the mix of things again, especially since what happened um, it hasn't been that long ago, but it has been some time already. And he's already started started his rollout for Utopia. Whatever the hell that's going to come out. He's performing, you know, on August 5th and 6th. So in London. So he has he has shows coming up in a couple weeks. And he could be dropping the album in a couple weeks. So we'll have to wait and see. But so yeah, that's that's today though. That's today. Um, tomorrow we got Future at 11. Uzi at 9.30. Ski at 8.20. Um, the baby at ten forty five. The thing is, I don't like that a lot of these artists they have they have to share different stages, but they're all they're on the same time. Like, I want to see Uzi, but then Polo G is gonna be there at nine fifty five. Soldier boy, bro, Soldier boy is gonna be performing at nine fifty five, and Uzi at nine thirty. How the fuck is Soldier boy gonna perform after? Bruh. Okay. Um. Yeah, some of the timings here is going to be a little tricky and shit, but yeah. I mean, yeah, tomorrow for sure, Future, Uzi, Ski, baby Polo, Amine at 8.15. That should be cool as well. Soldier, I guess. Nardo Wick at 7.50. Okay, and then Sunday, we got Kendrick at 11, Lil Baby at 9.15, Kodak at 8.10, Baby Kim at 7, Trippy Red at 10.15, Okay, um, Young Nudie at 1010. Okay, yeah, so basically today I'm just going to be watching Cuddy, Cardi, Don Tolliver, Lil Durk, and Sheck, and maybe 3-6 Mafia, maybe. And then tomorrow I'm going to see Future, Uzi, Ski, DaBaby, Polo G, and Amine, and maybe Kevin Gates, and Arda Wick, and Arda Wick. And then on Sunday, I'm going to see definitely Kendrick, Lil Baby, Kodak, Baby Keem, Trippy, Moneybag Yo. Callie's performing uh, Young Nudie as well, maybe. Yeah. Then I think that's cool. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to see everybody perform, but I'm going to see a good amount of people here. I'm definitely going to see the ones from like from the ones from like 8 to 11, 8 to like 1130 or whatever. I'll probably watch those every you know, these next couple of days. I'll probably watch them. So, yeah, I'm going to shut the hell up so I have time to kind of, you know, settle in so I can watch this event because, you know, I need to get some 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 new new material to watch. Don Tolliver at 810. Okay, right. I'm looking at the set time one more time just to make sure. But, but yeah, man, you know, rolling loud right now, going on first day. We'll see. We'll see the highlights and everything. I'll talk about it. You know, the performances and everything. Should I rank them? Should I watch the performances and, like, rank them or whatever? Maybe. I don't know. Maybe that's for the next episode on, on Monday. All right. All right. But finally, to end things off for this episode, we're going to go over 
pretty much all the albums that's come out in July. Kind of do a, like a brief review of most of these albums. I'll give a little bit more in depth on some, some more than others. And just give you all like my ratings. Um, and that's that. So let's start from July 1st. Ghetto Gods Deluxe, Earth Gang. Thought it was a pretty decent album. Pretty good. Uh, Sandbox by Sad Frosty. I thought it was a decent project. A couple skips there and there. But Sad Frosty had good production here. Not bad. Um, and also rest in peace to him, unfortunately, what happened. Um, the Machine Volume 3 by Strick was another decent album. Decent amount of skips, but decent tracks as well. Relapse by SS Kobe. It was a little EP that he dropped. Six song EP. And I thought it was pretty good. I thought it was pretty good. Uh, Memo by Coda the Friend also dropped. Uh, good. Another good album. Coda the Friend is pretty consistent with his album. So, you know, he's continued to drop shit. Uh, Chris Brown dropped the deluxe album for Breezy. I wasn't the biggest fan of uh, Breezy. Um, but the deluxe had some bangers. So, you know what? I'll give it, I'll give it to Chris Breezy there. Uh, West Side Gun dropped Peace Fly God. Great production. Once again, Jesus Crack is a crazy ass song, but I love it. It's a great track. Uh, Ken Carson dropped X. A lot of people did not like this album. And to be honest, it grew on me a lot. The first half of the album is pretty good. But then the second half, boom. What what an abomination. Terrible. So if this, if the first half was just what it was, and we didn't have to worry about the second half of the album, shit, this might be one of the best albums of the year. I'm not even going to lie. Like, or, or, okay, maybe that's a stretch. Maybe that's a stretch. But one of my favorites of the year, let's to be fair. But yeah, no, the, this um uh, this album just fell off. Like from track seven to like nineteen or twenty. Yeah, there was not a lot of songs that I would even go back to. So yeah, I'm gonna have to say no to that. I'm sorry. It was a decent album though. Uh Love Damani by Burna Boy. Thought it was a pretty decent album as well. Couple skips, but it wasn't bad. Wasteland by Brent Fires. I've been having this album on repeat. This album is great. I love this record. Uh, Addictions, Role Model, Jackie Brown, Price of Fame, uh, Gravity, Wasting Time, Angel. Literally so many bangers on this album, bro. Literally. I don't think there's any skips. Besides like the skit maybe, the skits, there's no skips on this album. I really did like this one. I don't know if this is his best. I would say Fuck the World is still maybe Brent Fires' best. But I don't know, man. Wasteland could probably be his best. Because every time I'm listening to the album, it just gets better and better, bro. It just keeps getting better and better. But this Wasteland album, definitely one of the best records, in my opinion, of the summer and of the year. Really love this Brent Fires project. Then Kid Cudi dropped The Boy Who Flew to the Moon, which is basically his greatest hits album. And of course, it's great. Kid Cudi is great himself. Why would his hits not be great? So obviously, I gave that a great rating. And Love, which is literally one of his best songs that was unreleased for such a long time, finally is on streaming platforms. And it's such a beautiful song. And it's finally out. And it's arguably a top three Cudi song ever. And it was on the album. And it was a phenomenal listen. Beautiful. Um, okay, now let's talk about the albums that came out last week, July 15th. By the way, I'll talk about the albums that came out today or last night on the next episode because I haven't heard any of the albums that come out last night. I will have all the night today. Oh, wait, but damn, I don't want to do that. I'm going to have to do it during the day tomorrow 
because I want to watch Rolling Loud performances. So I probably have to like watch the Rolling Loud performances and then do like listening to the albums tomorrow at tomorrow night before I watch any other sets from Rolling Loud. I'll figure it out. But I'll talk about all the albums from this week on the next episode on Monday. Anyways, DJ Premier dropped Hip Hop 50, Volume 1, 50 Years of Hip Hop. Good album. I would say it's a pretty good album. Um, It was like, what, five, six songs? But this is Volume 1, so he's dropping another volume probably at some point later in the year. Um, We'll have to wait and see. But, you know, great production from DJ Premier, one of the best producers of all time. So, you know, did his thing there. Rowdy Rebel with Rowdy versus Rebel. Thought it was a decent album. Some skips. Some bangers. Nothing too interesting. Same thing with Chef G with his From the Can album. Some skips. Some hits. Pretty much that. Yo Gotti dropped a collab project with a bunch of other motherfuckers called Gangsta Art. And I thought it was pretty fire. Uh, I put okay in the first lesson, but it's grown on me a little bit. It's a long album, and there's definitely a lot of skips, but not bad. There's definitely some bangers. There's definitely a good amount of bangers there for sure. Neo dropped an album, and I haven't heard a Neo album in years. Self-explanatory. And shit, I thought it was pretty good. thought it was pretty good. It was pretty pretty good in my opinion. Um, I got to re-listen to it, though. I've only heard it like twice. So like one and a half. So I have to re-listen to it a little bit now. Uh, about last night, a new album from Mabel. I have never heard of Mabel, but uh, I, you know, just try to check out her music. And the album was alright. So you know, it's a very poppy album, but it has like, it has some future nostalgia vibes in my opinion. It's definitely not better than future nostalgia, but it definitely gives me those vibes. And some songs have like that formula of like a levitating. And of like a, a love again and stuff like that. That futuristic pop, but with like a little nostalgia, you know, a little 80s, 90s mix into it. So it's cool. I actually rock with it. But um, it wasn't even the best album of that week because Steve Lacey dropped. Gemini, uh, Gemini writes. That shit was great. I had a damn voice crack. That's a oh, great album. 10 tracks. And maybe no skips, guys. This th- I haven't. I'm not. I haven't heard of Steve Lacey. Literally, I heard Bad Habit, and I was like, "Oh, this is pretty good." I heard he's dropping an album soon. I'll probably check it out. It must be good. And I heard about that he's pretty good. That he's a great producer. Has written songs for uh, for Kanye and stuff. You know, shit fucking talented motherfucker here because Gemini writes 10 tracks 35 minutes long and I don't think there's a skip here buttons fire bad habit fire Merce, mercury fire helmet static uh, sunshine oh man maybe the Cody freestyle was not it it was decent uh, what else Amber was fire as well man every song here was pretty good man pretty fucking good really enjoyed that one for sure uh, next, we had also Lizzo dropped an album special. Um, and I thought it was a decent album. 12 tracks, 35 minutes long as well. About Damn Time is a banger. I Love You Bitch is a banger. Special, Breakup Twice. Everybody's Gay, I didn't really like that one at first, but it kind of grew on me. Naked was cool. Birthday, cool. Birthday. The last three songs, I didn't really rock with that much. But from track one through nine, 
there's more there's more bangers there. I actually fuck with this album. Do I think it's better than her last album, uh, Cause I Love You? I don't know, maybe not. I don't I have to re-listen to Cause I Love You. I haven't heard that album in a minute. But I, I don't know. I, I'm gonna say it's probably her second best. Cause I think Cause I Love You probably was still holds it for me, but this this definitely wasn't a bad uh project or de- or wasn't disappointed by it. And then uh the final release from last week was Sabrina Carpenter. Finally, emails I can't send. She finally dropped the album. 13 tracks, 39 minutes long, damn near 40 minutes long. And man, Sabrina once again delivered um a lot of her best songs on here for sure. A lot of the most personal revealing songs on this album as well, man, with Vicious with Tornado Warnings, Because I Like the Boy, I Bet You Wanna, Fast Time, Skinny Dipping, Nonsense, Read My Mind, Read Your Mind is a banger. Literally almost every song here is great. 13 tracks, and I'm going over to like 10 songs. I think the only songs that I have to go back to and kind of re-listen, Decode, I wasn't the biggest fan of Decode. And How Many Things was a little boring to me, but I think everything else was pretty good. And the intro, emails I can't send, it was decent. It wasn't, yeah, I wouldn't really go play it, go back to it. But man, everything else was great, man. Fast Times, one of my favorite songs of the year. Can't even lie, man. Read Your Mind, such a fun song. Because I like the boy, very personal. Talking about the people that fucking shitted on her throughout the whole Olivia Rodrigo uh joshua you know oh every oh every olivia rodrigo fan is going fucking barnacles and throwing fucking hate at sabrina and everything all because she just liked this kid so yeah uh bet you wanna was also kind of cool nonsense was cool skinny dipping at first i didn't like it but it grew on me a lot and it's a banger nonsense was pretty good bad for business is also pretty good decode Kind of have to get used to it, but this Sabrina Carpenter album is great. Literally, uh, Steve Lacey, Sabrina Carpenter, they dropped the best two albums last week. Um, great man. I mean, how many great albums do I have this year that I have that would rank great? I have maybe like 20 or something. I have Sabrina, Steve, Brent Fiaz, West Side Gun, uh, Lupe, Kendrick, Vince Staples. Benny the Butcher, uh, IDK, Bad Bunny, or actually no, I think ID, I think uh, no, Benny the Butcher and Kendrick, I have it as amazing. Those two are amazing albums, but great. I have a, I have a good amount of great. Oh, Pusha T's album. Uh, what else? Great albums. There's been a lot of good, great albums, man. A lot, there, there's been a lot of good albums, but there's also been a lot of great albums as well. Oh, Logic, Logic, Vinyl Days was also great. Uh, Giveon was also great as well. There was been there could be a tie for as many good and as many greats, to be honest with you. There's a lot of okays. There's a lot of mid albums that I've heard this year so far, but there's definitely a lot of highlights, a lot of good, a lot of greats. Very few amazing. How many amazings do I have? I think I only have two. I think that's only Benny the Butcher, uh Kendrick, and The Weeknd. No, I have the weekend as Great. Nah, that has to be amazing. I have to change that. That shit is not up to par. That's amazing album. That's not great. That's amazing right there. What the hell am I doing? But yeah. But that's that. That's all. literally all the albums from, from June. Or uh, July, excuse me. 
that's come out so far. Joy Badass dropped. Beyonce Nav is going to drop next week. Super excited to listen to those albums. We'll just have to wait and see. I'll go over. I'll listen to all the albums that came out last night during the weekend. And then on Monday, I will present y'all with my reviews of all the albums that I heard throughout the weekend. So I'll hit y'all with that. Any baseball content, any baseball reviews, anything going on. There's no basketball now. There's no football yet. August 4th is the Hall of Fame game. And then August 11th is the first preseason game, week one. And speaking into August, uh, before I end today's episode, I want to say this year is going to be big on football for me, man. I'm going to go crazy with all the football content this year. TikToks, podcasts, and even YouTube videos at times. All about football. I'm going to do the recaps, the predictions, show y'all my fantasy lineup, show y'all the result uh, for fantasy. Um... Players of the week, players of the month, power rankings. I'm going to do all of that during the season. And then in August, while we're in preseason mode in August, I'm going to be putting out content, uh, ranking the best QBs, uh, running backs, uh, receivers, uh, the best the best sleeper teams, the best teams, the worst teams, doing all of my predictions for the season and for players and for you know individual players in positions. All of that stuff in August. And then before September 8th, the first game of the regular season on Thursday Night Football, which will be the Bills and the Rams in L.A., I will be making all that content. So it will be available here on the podcast, and it will be available on TikTok as well. Remember, this will be the next episode, and pretty much every other episode will be video. It's just obviously today I'm not home. And I haven't uploaded an up an episode in almost two weeks or almost three weeks at this point. So I had to put out something, you know, just to because I was kind of losing the track of it a little bit. But I had to put out something today. There wasn't a lot of stuff going on. But since, you know, it's almost been three weeks, there's definitely stuff happening. So I had to recap everything today. But we're up to par. So I'll see you on Monday for the next episode. I'll be bu- put start putting out football content in August. All right. Because I actually have a draft. I have my fantasy draft next week, I believe. Next Saturday is my fantasy draft with the boys. So I'll tell y'all about that on, you know, after after that happens and everything. And uh, yeah, I'll see you guys in a bit. Take care. Make sure to follow my TikTok, Yay the Goat, Y-E-T-H-E-G-O-A-T-18. Follow my Instagram as well, Jayzer1028, J-A-Y-Z-E-R-1028. I'll see you guys in a bit. Take care and peace out, my friends.